With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside. Happy Tuesday. Happy opening night in the NBA. It's the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we'll get to the opening night of the NBA. One game down, one game still to go. The Knicks can clinch home field, a home court advantage in the playoffs by not playing tonight. But here's the problem. Only four teams are. Yeah, it And they're all matter. in the Western Conference. Doesn't matter. So the Knicks can clinch. Doesn't matter. I saw the Knicks can clinch. It's fuzzy math. And, and it's any three players besides Brunson to get Embiid. Did That's you see you that? It know. was pretty much any three guys. I think there was uh, a four-tweet thread to explain yeah. everything that would go back to Philadelphia to bring over Joe. I mean, Joel it doesn't Embiid. matter. I'd say any yeah. three guys you want except for Jalen Brunson. and but one, but one of them has to be Julius Randle. Okay, well, so I mean, Randle and any two guys you want. For Joel Embiid, yeah, if you and it's not Jalen face type for any reports, rumor, conjecture, speculation, or just theorizing in Twitter, you would just put it around Julius Randle. Like he has to yeah, be. He's got to be one of them. Like any everything else could be speculation, want, italics, whatever you want. Except for Brunson, he's, anybody else you want. Yeah, when, when we look at Julius Randle, it's in bold face type and it's blinking at you. There's no mistaking. He is the part of the deal that has to be there. You want Mitchell Robinson? You want R.J. Barrett? Doesn't matter. Whoever you want. You want our next 37 draft picks. Have at it. It it doesn't matter. Jalen Brunson stays and you take Julius Randle as one of the three. You could have any any, I mean it. Anybody else. I'm not going to say no. Anybody. What about Emmanuel? Emmanuel quickly. Yes. Yes. You can can go get him. They don't want to pay him anyway. Go ahead. Go get him. Who do you want? Any three guys except for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, my timeline was all about our man Stallions again. Mm. Uh, We'll we'll get to that. Proposed trades for Embiid on the you know, first day of the new NBA season. Uh, And then a lot of people proclaiming that the Lakers were back 
Oh, no, wait, that was in our text messages. <laughs> but a lot of text messages and, and, and certainly a, a lot in the Twitterverse also predicting that, well, the Lakers are going to come out and show them after getting swept and after what Vic Lombardi had to say in that pregame when he talked about swept the Lakers, <laughs> you know, when he really got into it, that, oh, wait do you see, they're going to come out like a house of fire. They come out like a house of cards. But that's the uh, second secondary story because we've got a game seven we've got a game seven jason smith but now you got me thinking about any three player but as long as as long as <laughs> yeah you but it's a whole three of, card monty for not, whoever's you can't have jalen brunson it's like it's like fantasy look at my roster the only guys the only i'm this guy's untouchable and you have to take this guy you've got a anybody else off my roster jalen brunson that's just <laughs> pointing to himself <laughs> Anybody but me. Uh, yes, Game 7 in Major League Baseball. We'll get to opening night in the NBA in a second. We are going to the top of the seventh inning. The Diamondbacks have a 3-2 lead over the Philadelphia Phillies. Apparently, Corbin Carroll has decided tonight's the night. I'm going to get a hit every single time up. And look, the stolen base after you know a two-out single to bring in the game-tying run in the fifth inning. Awesome bit of clutch, but then he steals second so he can score on the dying quail to right. And get him on, get him over, get him in. Corbin Carroll is special. But you go back to manufacturing run. That's what they did in the first inning, and that's what Carroll does there. So little ball, small ball, what Major League Baseball and, you know, the fans of the game, the gatekeepers of the game would love you to see. Look at it. All home runs, all postseason and now small ball nah, no home done. runs, home runs nah, we don't need home runs we don't, we don't need, need any runs. of those home, home runs, runs. let's go nah, nobody likes home runs anymore we but love yeah. the stolen base nah. and guys attempting to bunt you see I, after Schwarber got on base like they the attempted sacrifice. to bunt him over yeah that's a that's a t- wow. yeah that's a, that's a talk about a strategy that you're not expecting I almost Wait, took gonna, a video like I was at a concert gonna, that I would never watch again just so I could have that on tape that a guy attempted a sacrifice bunt hey Skip were we supposed to pinch run for, no you don't want to pinch, but you're still going to... Okay, okay. Bunt him over. Bunt him over. That's what it is. Hey, Schwarber, once he gets moving... I mean, old Mo is going to carry him right through you. <laughs> now, it's those first few steps that are going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, it could be a big retirement night for big-time personality Chris Russo yeah, no if kidding. the Diamondbacks win. Wow. He said he would retire he did double down, tomorrow yeah. if the Diamond. Now, maybe he's planning to retire. Maybe, and that's it, and I'm just going to do it. I'm just done. I'm walking away. But, uh, you know, look, it's kind of fun, and Tori Lovello said I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that. I'm curious. Does he pop a bottle of champagne after the... The, the Diamondbacks, should they finish this game off? Does he pop a bottle of champagne and say, hey, see you in hell, it's been a good run? You know, this is this is the thing. Just really quick before we get into the Lakers and the Nuggets. Is this is, this is I don't want to say the down part, but this is where the most eye-rolling radio and television topics go, where... It, you 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 just want to say what are you really trying to do? Because when all you're trying to do is get clicks and attention, you can see that you have no depth, right? Like like look, we talk hot takes all the time. I love hot takes, but hey, I we talk about hot takes because I believe it. I believe this hot take. I but believe, it also becomes a nuanced this. argument. It's not right. a. I'm just saying this for but the. That, thrill but that's of what it is. It. But you can you can see you can see the personalities and whether it's on e- and all the networks, you can see all the guys on TV who just sweat every day because they go, I've not made it viral. I've not trended on Twitter with something incredibly inane that I have said <laughs> in the last three days, and 
I'm feeling the pressure. My agent's saying, I haven't seen you trend in a while. I haven't seen you. So I got to come up with something really crazy and ridiculous because that's what's going to cut through. Because what still cuts through is when I say something stupid and people want to sit up and go, look how stupid this guy is. And that still makes it to that. And that's and that's what you see with things like this. There, there's no substance behind this. Oh, I think the Phillies are going to win. I'll retire. Is he really going to retire? Is he done? Are we not going to see him anymore? Or is it going to be one of those, oh, ha, 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 look, I became a story for a day. But that's what it is. And that's, you know, and that's what I, that's what I really don't like about where we are sometimes in, in sports and sports talk radio and television because it's, you know, hey, have something hot, but have some substance behind it. Mm-hmm. Have something that is not just, hey, because I'm smart and I can play this off and I can give you a good 90 seconds about this. No, no, no. If you're going to say something crazy and stupid, give me more than 90 seconds. Give me something more than just, well, because of this and this, uh, that's what I think. And, uh, and I'm going to yell and I'm going to say I just and I'm going to you're going to yell at me and I'm going to give me more than 90 seconds on it. Give me more than 90 seconds on this because this is this is just empty. But I guarantee you he's saying to himself, look, at I won. I won the day because yeah. I'm the guy from the day that people were talking about. They were talking about me and not uh, anybody else from any other different network. They weren't talking about Stephen A or Skip or anybody. No, they were talking about me because I said this incredibly crazy thing. And this is why you see all these new athletes that are getting on television now going, this is what they've grown up on. I need a really hot take that sounds crazy, but I can kind of defend it for a little bit. Just for a little bit. I don't need to go crazy on it. I need to just defend it for a little bit so people go nuts and then I I, I make headlines. Well, but that's, that's all you is. need is 90 seconds because that's generally as long as people are going to stay for a click-worthy video on any of the social media platforms. Now, oh, I don't uh, know. If I see a good click-worthy video, I'll stay. Oh, you do? Okay, got it. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I, I say some stupid things. <laughs> you say some stupid things. We're not on TV to where it gets amplified. Like, I, I look, man, those are seven-figure jobs where you just get to say something dumb and nobody cares. I just got to be Because you move on to the next dumb thing you say. How did you get as far as you did in your career? I'm stupid for five minutes at a time. Wow, really? Now I only have to be stupid for 90 seconds at a time. It's great. Welcome to Sports I just walk away. Radio and Television. And then I watch the clicks roll in. <laughs> Right, because it gets aggregated into, can you believe what this guy said? Can you believe the error they made? Some of the egregious, all right, this guy's going to really lock him up tonight. It's like, you know, he's been on IR for four weeks. You know, he left for another team. That guy retired. He's a teacher in Utah. He's, a he's on a farm. In Utah. You know, I mean, it's like it's things like that that just make me laugh. He's uh, the guy they go find in the beginning of the movie. We need your help. The government needs your help. I haven't been an active agent in 10 years. You're the only one who knows. We're going to send you back in across enemy lines. We went back into the files and you're the only one still actively commissioned even though you've uh, <laughs> taken a long leave of absence. The others have all been terminated or are long retired, not of out of uh, pocket. We need you back. Instead it turns to Tropic Thunder. Where is your farm? I'm a land farmer and suddenly <laughs> the guts come out. Jeez. There you go. Where is your farm? I'm a land farmer. <laughs> but like legitimately. You know, we, we've had the jokes on, on our oh, Sunday morning boy. show, and you and I for as long as we've been doing this, like, all right, how hot a take and how stupid a take can I have on a game we just watched? Well, like, you. say the Lakers just got drummed by the Denver Nuggets. And they did. Let's go. Let's light some stuff on fire and let's get after it. We're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships, November 3rd, November 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at Breeders' Cup. Now, speaking of the Lakers and the Nuggets, the Nuggets win this game going away, 
And it, I, I'm stunned at the number of people who are talking about this game saying, oh, look at the Lakers. I can't believe they're going to lose again. It's another awful year for the Lakers. It's all these things. It's um, Hang on a second. The Nuggets are the defending champions, right? They look just like they did in the playoffs last they year. They really look like the playoffs. It was the, it, the game was close. Well, you know, the, the Lakers were able to fight back, and then suddenly the Nuggets started hitting threes. They started making their shots down the stretch. This was exactly how opening night is supposed to go. The defending champions are still the defending champions, and there's great continuity with this Nuggets team. So, yeah, they're going to still be at a pretty high level. The Lakers have pieces they're still figuring out, right? Who's going to play all the minutes? Yes, did Austin Reeves, did Captain America have a big night? No, he did not. But the Lakers have to figure things out a little bit, simply because they have some new pieces. The Nuggets are a finished product. They're a finished product, and they're the defending champions, and they're the odds-on favorite to win again. And this is not something that was unexpected. The Lakers winning would have been unexpected. Whoa, opening night. And for any big potential you thought that, well, there could be the teams coming in flat and opening night, the Lakers can come in and steal one. Uh, You're getting your rings and you know Michael Malone pregame is going, this team, this team that can't stop talking about us. Really, you can't stop talking about them. Doesn't matter. Let's get fired up. So you know they're extra fired up for this game because of the war of words that's going on between the head coach and the Lakers over the past few months. So yeah, this is expected. This is is not, oh, the Lakers are on on courts, you know, the bad year to no, this is expected. A game like this will be much different the next time they play and the time they play after that, after the Lakers figure things out. But the Nuggets are a complete and finished product, and they won exactly how I thought they were going to win, even if I want to say they looked a little bit better than I thought they would. Because it, really, it looked like they had last played a game like two nights ago. And here we are again. We're in midseason form. It was a clinic by the Nuggets. Once that game got to three points, it was, okay, now we got to start playing a little bit more. And they just amped it up, and the Lakers couldn't answer. Yeah, they had a couple of runs where it- it seemed like the lid came on the basket. Neither team, uh, you know, really shot the ball uh, particularly well. You know, when when you look at it overall, like for stretches, right? Denver started out hot, and then there was a stretch. I think Jokic at one point missed seven straight shots, uh, and, and they rolled through. But you know, they didn't do a lot from the free throw line, which is funny because there was a lot of complaining and hand wringing over the fouls being called. Uh, against the Lakers and not on Denver. Uh, A couple of streaks that survived this game. Uh, The Lakers lost their seventh straight uh, opener. And when the core four play... Uh, the Nuggets 22-0 and against Western Conference opponents now. So those things uh, continue. But you look at that that starting five, and Jokic obviously just picks up where he left off. However much time he spent shooting a basketball versus riding a sulky doesn't matter. 29 points, 13 boards, 11 assists, and a plus 15 uh, for the night. They did shoot 52.7 uh, for the game. It's uh, There were a couple of just cold streaks that really stood out when the Lakers were able to battle back into the game. As you said, they got it down uh, to as low as uh, a four-point deficit at one point. LeBron just 29 minutes. That's something to circle in the process as well. They didn't uh, run him out for the 42 like we would have seen to start last year. So I, I will applaud them for not feeling desperate 
and saying, you know what, we're doing everything we can to win this game. Because you had a couple of scary moments, right? Anthony Davis went into the crowd at one point, was very slow to get back out on the court. Mm -hmm. Austin Reeves kept jumping on chairs trying to show everybody he tries harder. It's like, mm-hmm. You got paid. Yeah. You got yeah, paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to put yourself in precarious situations anymore like that. Okay? <laughs> Leave the hustle play for the next guy up there and just go play sound defense. Twitter at How About a Fresca. X at How About a Fresca. X at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studio. I mean, this is how the night was supposed to go for the Lakers, how it was supposed to go for the Nuggets, and what we saw. This is not anything, not doom and gloom and all oh, the lake is not. This Burn is how it down. It's supposed to go. It's how it's supposed to go. 82. Here we go. All right. Is that now, hot take enough? That is hot take. 0 and 82. That'd be great. That's, That's pretty good. good. It's, it's I not, put on a suit and tie. It's not quite the Can sense. Can we turn that camera up really bright? It's not quite the sense of bottles when he said the Warriors were going to go 82 and 0 that year. No, that was good. Those. That was pretty good. He believed that, too. That was great uh, by said. Well, you know what? It's not lying if you believe uh, it's true. Every This is how it's supposed to go. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios, we are in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. World's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. Countdown begins now. Get tickets today at Breeders' Cup. Well, time getting a little short in Game 7 for the Philadelphia Phillies. Zach Wheeler is on in relief. He gets out of a two-out runner at second jam. So the Diamondbacks go to the bottom of the seventh with a 4-2 lead uh, looking to get to the World Series. We'll have more on this coming up in a few minutes. But joining us now on the hotline, that was breakdown. Oh. 
opening night in the National Basketball Association. He is a longtime friend of the show, at least until he starts making fun of the Knicks. He's on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina, longtime NBA insider and reporter. Mark, what's happening, buddy? Welcome back for another year. Yeah, thanks for having me. How do you know I was going to make fun of the Knicks? I have a lot of respect for the Eastern Conference's third best team. Hey, hey, you just wait until we get Joel Embiid and then the <laughs> joke's on you. Because I've already made the deal happen. Here's the deal. I call the Sixers and I say, okay, you, I, I see all the rumors in the New York papers. Hey, Embiid, Embiid, Embiid. Okay, you can have any three guys off the team you want. Wait, any, th- any three except, I do rule, it can't be Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle has to be one of them. And that's the deal. Any three guys you want, one of them's got to be Randall, and it can't be Jalen Brunson. And there's a trade. Yeah, I think Daryl Moore, even if you caught him drunk, would just hang up. <laughs> All right, give me his number. Let's, let's prove that. Give me his number. I'm going to call him on the air. You give me Daryl Moore's number. That would be good number. radio. Give me Daryl Moore's number I mean, right we now. do have to warn him that we're going to put think, him on I air. Think to, I think to get that number, you will have to call me drunk, but thankfully I'm sober. All right. Well, wait, all right. So, wait. No, hey, 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 Brando, wait. Call Mark Medina again three and a half hours from now, and then we'll see what happens. All right. Very good. All right. So, uh, all right. Look, let's start tonight. We, we watched the Nuggets pull away from the Lakers, and, you know, seeing the social media reaction to this game is a little weird for me because... This was a game the Nuggets were supposed to win. They were supposed to win how they did. The game got close. They hit threes. They hit their shots. The defending champs opening up at home. They don't like the Lakers. This is how it's supposed to go. The Lakers need a little bit of time. The Nuggets win the game. That's kind of what I saw. What about you? Yeah, I saw that. It's a season opener. It won't mean anything once it comes April, May, and June. But I think you know the short-term concerns on the Lakers is that they're talking about, hey, how they're so amped up from all this trash talk. At least you know some of them acknowledged it, and then they did not uh, have that complete effort. There was also a fear that the Nuggets had that the emotions would get the best of them with ring night, and then they would have a letdown. Uh, that didn't happen either. And so I think when you're looking at the Lakers, certainly there's positive parts to take from it. Uh, the fact that they were resilient the whole game, they stayed in it. LeBron James played well, even with just having 29 minutes. But Anthony Davis, he had the Jekyll and Hyde act. So did D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Austin Reeves' shot didn't go down. And so I think at least short term, the Lakers had always felt that their playing card to win a championship was retaining this entire group together because of what they showed during the second half of the season last season. And we did not see the kind of you know consistent chemistry that we thought they would show. But again, it's one game, to your point, to the defending champs. It's going to happen, but it reinforces that there's a lot of work to be done from now until April. I think one of the key things you threw in there, Mark, was the fact that LeBron only played 29 minutes. So as much as everybody amped this up as a grudge match because of all the yapping uh, that they didn't get sucked into it and try to trot LeBron out there for 40 like we would have seen a year ago. Well, exactly a year ago, the first half of the season, LeBron James averaged 36 minutes a night post-All-Star break, 34. So clearly, Darvin Ham has more of a comfort level of reducing LeBron James's workload because the talent around him is a lot more. And I think it was telling that when he looked at last season, he was scoring in bunches. And it didn't just have to do with trying to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring mark. He was scoring in bunches because other players weren't scoring. So ideally, it's about LeBron taking a back trying to be facilitator mode. But I think on the other side of the coin, the Nuggets showed that they have not missed a beat. There was some talk 
about, oh, they lost some of their depth with Bruce Brown and what do they do? And I was talking to Calvin Booth, uh, the, the Nuggets general manager in training camp, and he was saying, well, we have a comfort level because we have Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray on our team. You know, that's the core. But I think the bigger part is they still have plug-and-play players that can uh, provide some, you know, uh, second unit reinforcement with Christian Brown having a, a bigger role. He already had that big block against LeBron. So I think that when we're looking at these these two teams specifically, clearly the Nuggets are in the driver's seat because they're defending champs. But the common denominator is they're trying to lean on their continuity and depth as much as possible in hopes to go up against some of the other juggernauts like the Bucks, like uh, you know the Phoenix Suns, like the Warriors that made some pre- pretty significant offseason trades. All right, so Mark, so taking a look at the Nuggets, seeing where they are, because they looked like they just played a game three nights ago as well as they played. The <laughs> Lakers made it close. They started hitting threes, and that was it. If I said to you, Give me your give me your breakdown of the chances you think the Nuggets could repeat when you compare it to other teams of the last few years, whether it was the Warriors or somebody else. What 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 do you think their chances are of repeating this year compared to other teams? I think it's a coin flip because uh, the Nuggets, they have their same core back. Uh, they're mostly in their prime. I think it's telling that talking to the Nuggets, they want to get the number one seed to get more wiggle room against a crowded Western Conference. And usually defending championship teams say, oh, it's just about health and getting through the grind of the season. We don't care about standings. But on the second, uh, the, the other side of the coin that does leave me a little bit skeptical is I think that you can make an equal case for the Bucks, for the Celtics, for the Lakers, for the Warriors, maybe even the Knicks yeah. to win a championship as well. And I think that it's telling that no team has repeated since the Golden State Warriors in 17-18. Since then, the rest of the landscape's just been completely wide open. There's been a lot more parity, and it's been good parity, meaning that there's just a lot of good teams that have a legitimate chance. So if I had to make a prediction, I would choose the Nuggets, but I would not be comfortable putting money on them or really any other team because I fear I would lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Got no money left. I I just like the way – look, I didn't know where that was going to go. I was like, no, I I have nothing. I would definitely not bet on the Knicks because I knew I would definitely, definitely lose it. (laughs) Uh, Now, but wait a minute. That could be your – hey, the odds are a little bit long for a really good team. When they get Embiid, you just watch. Just watch. You just have to try to make that come into fruition. Uh, Mark Medina, our guest, at Mark G underscore Medina where you see him on X slash Twitter for all his latest writing, television, radio, all the appearances, all the information, uh, and his thoughts on the NBA at large. You find him there. You'll hear him with us here as the season rolls on on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon, here on Fox Sports Radio as we celebrate opening night, just two games to get things started. But as you look at the landscape as a whole, right, you, you shrink it down to title contenders, but out, outside of Victor Wembenyama and and you know what's the actual height from which he can block shots <laughs> right I mean because look we could do a lot of things with uh, photography I could make Tom Cruise look like he's 6'5 and right now Wembenyama looks like he stands uh, above the rim uh, so we've got that going for us uh, a storyline or two that you're interested in as we get things started uh, just from a uh, theory testing you know your, your look at the NBA 
Yeah, I think the the other storylines that I'm intrigued beyond the championship contenders we talked about, New Orleans Pelicans, can Zion Williamson ever stay healthy? They're saying all the right things, that he did a lot of good rehab work. They're optimistic about his ability to stay on the floor, but the results are the results. He's been this amazing general generational talent when he's on the floor, but I'm in wait-and-see mode in regards to that. And then the Clippers, um, there's a reason why I did not include them in the championship contending mix, because I'm skeptical they can stay healthy. Now, I was at their practice facility today, uh, and we caught up with Kawhi Leonard, and he said, at this point in time, he is fully healthy. He went through the entire training camp, no restrictions, scrimmaging up and down the court, you know, doing conditioning drills, guys are gushing about his leadership, and that's a positive sign. It leaves Ty Lue in a lot better spirits and having some optimism that you will see the Kawhi Leonard that produces on the court at a superstar level, but again, similar to Zion, their record is what it is. During the Kawhi Leonard Paul George era, they've just missed way too many games to make me a believer, but you know, it is an intriguing thing to watch because they're hell-bent on proving otherwise. Did you get Kawhi to say he was in the best shape of his life? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but I did get him to say that he feels fully healthy and 100%. So there you go. Yeah, and I have two words for that. For now. <laughs> for now. For now. For now. Hey, uh, lastly, right now, uh, late in the first quarter, Phoenix has the early lead over Golden State, 25-21. Oh, if I said to you, Mark, which team are you believing in more this year? The Suns or the Warriors? Who would you tell me? Yeah, I would pick the Warriors only because I have more faith that the Warriors can make the Chris Paul experiment work a lot better than I have faith with the Suns staying healthy. Uh, and I think that for the Suns, it's disappointing because, you know, being around them uh, a few days ago, talking to Eric Gordon, they really talked about how that big three from an X's and O's standpoint with Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker have great chemistry. I don't think there's going to be any issues about them coexisting and sharing one ball, but it's opening night. And Bradley Beal's already not available because of an injury, and that leaves me to be concerned that this is just going to be an ongoing thing, where with the Warriors, um, you never discount injuries to Chris Paul, but I think that, A, they have the championship core around him to reduce his workload. They have a really good medical staff, and I think from the buy-in process, it's telling that you know, talking to Kevon Looney, he's telling me that Chris Paul's saying, hey, I want to play the way you guys play, you know, not play pick and roll. And so I put my money on the Warriors as far as uh, where they rank between Phoenix. He's on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina, NBA insider. Check him out, Mark, as always. Appreciate it. Looking forward to a whole season with you, my friend. I appreciate you guys. And, uh, Early condolences for tomorrow's loss against the Celtics. Wow. Look at that. Wow. Wow. He's already swinging at you over the top. I know, right? Haven't even had the game yet. Hey, welcome back, Mark. Just wait. Just (laughs) wait. Wham! Wham! Take that! Just wait. Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk to you. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. <laughs> The Diamondbacks are in the World Series. They close out the Phillies. Who's going to win? What happened to Philadelphia? Bryce Harper? Are the Diamondbacks really for real? Joining us now from the NLCS. He is soaked with champagne, mainly because he kept telling everybody during his pregame and postgame interviews how good the Lions are. It is MLB <laughs> Network insider extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. That's at John Morosi. It is the Pope, John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? I'm doing great, Jason. I, I sense through the microphone, are you smiling through schadenfreude <laughs> that the, the Phillies have gone down to defeat as, as a Mets fan? Is that, is that the way you're viewing this series? Uh, there, 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 there's no, there's no thinly veiled about it. I, I can now wear my Mets gear again. I'm excited, JP. <laughs> this was big. Because if you could have, if you could have went back in 2018 and told a little Jason Smith and saying, hey, the next five years, three teams from your division are gonna go to the World Series and win it, and one of them's not the Marlins, I would have said, yeah, sign me up. So if I would have had to watch the Nationals and the Braves and then the Phillies go win the World Series, JP, right. I don't know, man. I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to, I don't know. I don't, I'd have to just start watching lacrosse instead of baseball. Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, lacrosse is now an Olympic sport. Second of all. <laughs> Second, <laughs> lacrosse insider John Paul Morosi. The question that, right. Well, the question that you broached, though, are the Diamondbacks for real? Yeah. They just won four out of five games against the Phillies. I'm not sure what more they could do. Uh, Corbin Carroll, first player ever in a Game 7, according to OptiStats, that had three hits and two-plus stolen bases in the same Game 7. And, oh, by the way, he's a rookie. So, yes, they are for real. Young Brandon Fott, what what an amazing effort by him. Uh, His brothers drove up from Louisville to this game in one day to watch their brothers start and and pitch a great Game 7 against the Phillies. So, uh, the Diamondbacks, for me, this series was won and lost, not tonight, but in Game 4. The Phillies had still a lead in the series. They had a lead in the game, and they let it get away. The bullpen did not come through at all for them. Could Rob Thompson have made a different decision or two, perhaps? But at the end of the day, he just didn't have enough relievers that he trusted. And a lot of the decisions that went awry, uh, I think, flowed from that point. And you've got to credit the Diamondbacks. They had, I believe, one extra base hit this game. You find a way to win on the road in the Game 7 with one extra base hit, 
That is extraordinary. The, the Phillies at-bat quality obviously plummeted after game one and two. Nick Castellanos, I thought, was the key guy for them tonight. He didn't get a hit at all. He struggled so much as this series ended. So um, this is not the result that many people expected after the first two games of the series. But the Diamondbacks expected it, and for that reason, uh, you got to credit them, and they're on their way to the Fall Classic. You know, JP. You know, th- this is why I love baseball because of the moment I'm going to tell you about that I loved watching tonight, maybe more than anything else all season, just because of the unexpected excellence, and it just blew me away. Watching Kevin Ginkle throw that slider in the seventh and eighth innings that would start out at the batter's eyes and end in the dirt where you, where with two on and one out, he gets Trey Turner and Bryce Harper on weak flyouts and then strikes out the side. That slider was incredible. Just once in my life, I want to throw a pitch and see it break like that. I mean, right, uh, it was amazing, JP. You're exactly right. By the way, a 20-second round draft pick. 22nd round draft pick. Just reflect on that. Kevin Ginkle's journey. He was drafted three different times. He finally signs in the third time. And you're right. Uh, Your your baseball insight, Jason, is spot on. Uh, I was talking after the game with Diamondbacks bench coach Jeff Bannister, and he just said simply, that was the game. The the Ginkle stretch to come in uh, with both Turner and Harper representing the the go-ahead runs with one out and then eventually two out for him to get those two guys and then go more than an inning for the first time in several weeks it was just that was the game that was the game and uh, what a proud moment for an Arizona Wildcat as college baseball he pitched there uh, after junior college he had zero offers uh, for a scholarship when he when he graduated high school none so it just it just shows how great this game is and and the amazing effort by Kevin Ginkle they do not win that championship without him well you mentioned the sequence to Turner and Harper uh, the duo combined to go 0 for 15 in the final two games of this series wow. JP right when legend making and history and folk hero status was being conferred on all these guys from Philly for their look their demeanor everything else uh, that de- balloon got deflated quite quickly it did and, and that just tells you how quickly it can change in the postseason it, and, and quality pitching was the start but also momentum is part of this it, I really think by the end of the series the Phillies were feeling a bit of tension and, and pressure uh, uh, that you see for the home team and, and at the end of the day I don't think it was any sort of necessarily a failure on their part I, just, I really credit the D-backs for great pitch execution JP, uh, now this may be a little weird, but I don't know if this is this is going to be you. But I assume there's going to be an opening on high heat now that Mad Dog Chris Russo will be retiring <laughs> from everything he does. Are you going to slide in? You and Alana Rizzo do high heat on MLB Network now? Is that you? So, uh, that's a great question, and actually, <laughs> I, I I hope. First of all, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> To fill in, I'm sure you've already covered this on the show tonight, but uh, my colleague Chris Russo uh, said that he will retire if the D-backs won both games six and seven. He said this on SiriusXM. Um, this 
became well-known to the Diamondbacks, so much so that Tori Lovello referenced it at his pregame press conference. And then in the interview that I did with him on MLB Network tonight, Tori Lovello, the last question I asked him was, <laughs> you said before uh, you, you had some thoughts for Chris Russo, so Tori, the floor is yours. And basically he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, you'll have to watch the full clip for the full version of it, but uh, in, in so many words, Tori, said, Mad Dog, we wish you well in your retirement. Uh, we, 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 send our, we send our congratulations to you. I, I feel as though, uh, and, and this is my own words, not, not Tories, may, maybe we should do a quick little like, Mad Dog retirement tour. You know, Miguel Cabrera went around all the major league stadiums. He was given all these different gifts as part of his send off. Maybe, maybe the Mad Dog should do the same thing uh, around the winter meetings this year and get his retirement gifts. That's not oh, a bad there you way go. to go. There you go. And you know what? He could be a, a daily guest on, on Sternsy and the Pope. There you go. Sternsy and the Pope, right. I think it'll work. Exactly right. So we're moving ever closer to the end of October, uh, and so that means that David Stearns has to make his decision on his manager here pretty soon. And, and yeah, maybe after watching this NLCS, perhaps – He's, he's looking at uh, an opportunity to be more competitive in the NL East than he thought. It's, it, it's all built on the bullpen. And, and I, I do wonder if, if the Mets, and again, it's a different time, different GM, different everything, but uh, maybe they would have liked to have run this back for one more, uh, one more go at this because maybe based on the way that the Phillies hit, to your point, and, and the way that the bullpen performed for the Diamondbacks, the Mets were not as far away from being competitive as we thought, uh, based on the way things unfolded. So you're right on it. It was a great point that you made about uh, about Harper and, and and the key guys struggling in Game Six and Seven. There's no question. I think that the pressure got amped up, but collectively, uh, the D-backs held the Phillies, the mighty Phillies, the three runs over two games. Uh, just remarkable. Uh, and it's remarkable what happened. Luis Gonzalez was in the ballpark tonight, by the way. Miguel Montero now works for the Diamondbacks. He, of course, the hero of the Cubs in their game seven, seven years ago. So uh, some really, really cool moments and, and notes uh, and not the outcome that a lot of us saw coming once the Phillies took that 2-0 series lead. This is his audition for high heat right that there. That was really JP, good. That's pretty good right there. i got to clip that off and send it to the producers. Hang on. Thank you. I, again, I can't. I can't do high heat the way that the Mad Dog can. You guys know that. I, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm you got to get practice your hot takes, buddy. Although, well, I'll tell you this: the one thing, the one thing, I'll and maybe I'll, I'll do, I'll do a brief, a brief Mad Dog impersonation. Get ready for this. Okay. This was several years ago. I, I, I did my very best Midwestern um, argument in favor of Alan Trammell, and then as, as I concluded the argument and trying to explain why Alan Trammell is a Hall of Famer. Uh, the last thing I said was, you know, Mad Dog, if Alan Trammell had worn the pinstripes like Derek Jeter did, all of you in New York would be speaking about Alan Trammell the way that you talk about Jeter. And as I said that statement, I saw out of the corner of my eye on the television monitor in front of me the Mad Dog standing up. And he said, Marothi, you're trying to tell me that Alan Trammell is like Derek Jeter. You're putting Jeter and Trammell in the same sentence? And it was this, it, it like, the, the, my, as you guys know from working in broadcasting, the noise that was rattling around my, my earpiece was just 
deafening. It was like it was it was almost like it almost it was like that that scene in Star Wars where 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 the the where the good guys like they have like the stormtroopers are coming in and it like like the noise like makes them like lay on the ground. It was kind of that sort of a moment, and uh, and, and that's what happened. So so anyway, that was my one. That's my one Mad Dog story for you. I will uh, I will though I will convey your very best wishes to Mad Dog, whether he's retiring or not, the next time I talk to him. John Paul Morosi, our guest tonight, uh, Michigander, MLB Network, longtime friend of the show here on Fox Sports Radio, at John Morosi, where you find him on Twitter, slash X, uh, J-O-N-M-O-R. OSI, leave out that H because mom said so. Hi, mom. Uh, JP, so as we start looking ahead, I mean, one of the, the things that comes out of this, they're no longer anonymous. If nothing else, everybody's going to celebrate the greatness that Corbin Carroll uh, was and small ball pushing things ahead, which, you know, me being old and all, uh, I really like that it wasn't a home run fest. But now we start looking ahead to uh, the Rangers. How do they cool down Garcia? Well, and that's a great question. It's going to have to be some really good pitch making from this group. And I actually think uh, the way that Brent Strom uh, looks at pitching, and obviously, how about this? What a unique story. It's the Astros' former pitching coach who's now going to lead the D-backs against the Rangers. That's pretty cool. Um, Garcia's obviously a challenge, but every hitter has holes. And Brent Strom does a very good job of finding those holes. I think that you look at the way that – I think Merrill Kelly bounced back in game six. And and that to me is where things had to change. There was no way the D-backs could have won this series, obviously, without getting at least one win from one of the games that was started by Gallon or Kelly. They, they had to find a way to get a win there. And they went 0 for 2 in the first two games. And then Gallon lost game five. So they were 0 and 3 with their best two starters. And they had to find a way to win game six. And they did. So for me, the, the big question is, can Zach Gallon do something different? Uh, because he was the one, uh, the one D-back starter who in both starts was susceptible to the long ball. And, and they're going to have to find a way to get him uh, on a different track. Do they start Merrill Kelly in game one, or do they stay with the same routine and go Gallon one, then Kelly two? Uh, it might be something of an opener situation in game four. It's going to be tough because the D-backs don't really have a – a, a true fourth starter, uh, and so it's going to be. We're going to see a bullpen game in the World Series. Um, uh, maybe they go with a little different structure. Maybe they start a righty because uh, because of Garcia. But oh, by the way, you got somebody by the name of Corey Seager waiting there. So it's going to be the slug of the Rangers against the small ball of the D-backs. Uh, the the, the D-backs won a series just like that in this in this time around in, in the NLCS. They won two games in Philly. It's just uh, it's unreal. The way this series unfolded, they won four to five games. So they are anonymous no more. Corbin Carroll is a superstar, and and Brandon Fott is also now a, a name that we're going to link to postseason lore because of his uh, two two games he started, two wins with the D backs, and and now they're on to the World Series. All right, JP. Before we let you go, uh, your status as celebrity NFL Lions picker on the line. It's the last time we'll get to talk to you before Monday night. Raiders and the Lions. You're five and two this year picking Lions games. You Lions insider, you. What say you for Monday night? The final score Monday night uh, at Ford Field will be the Detroit Lions thirty-one and the Las Vegas Raiders. 27. I got a 31-27 win for the Lions. Ooh, got a barn burner out of JP. 
No belief in the Lions' defense. Give it up well, twenty-seven I, to these I, I, Raiders. I, I don't know much, but I do know math, and I do know that I saw the score from Sunday, and they gave up a lot of points against the Ravens. So um, I'll say they'll give up fewer points this time around. Okay, good, but but not good. but not by too many. Oh. I mean, this is again, this is this is my fairly rudimentary. Uh, look at things, and I, I happen to believe that uh, the Lions will find a way to win by four points. This is the kind of analysis you will get every day on Sternsy and the Pope. There it is. Yeah, the let's five go. and two Lions record. And for a second, JP, I really thought you were going to say, "I know math, and I know thirty-one is more than twenty-seven. I so really thirty-one twenty-seven is going to be my final score. Uh, JP, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Looking forward to talking next week a couple of times during the World Series. Enjoy the week, and uh, good luck this weekend because maybe you are signaling in place to the sideline of Jim Harbaugh, so you never know. Good luck. Yeah, we, we may have to do that. Obviously, though, the one thing that is going on is Michigan does not play this weekend. Oh, but, okay. But they, oh, that's they right. They got play. Indiana next weekend, right? It's Indiana right. next well, weekend? They're playing okay. Purdue. Or correct Purdue. state, correct state. Yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. Other, other, uh, uh, the, the the team that also plays for the old Oaken Bucket, as it were. Uh, so yes, I would say that Michigan has to. Uh, the, there, there are some potentially some coaching roles that are up and available. And, and given my <laughs> given my familiarity with the wing tee, I'm I'm contemplating putting in an application. That's my guy, JP. Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk to you, my friend. Enjoy the, the rest best. of the week. Thank you. See you, buddy. Have a great night, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.